podcast greater than yourself. All right, welcome to a podcast greater than yourself. Light, I like that. The junior edition. Um, <laughs> it's like Monopoly Junior. <laughs> yeah, Scrabble uh, Junior, where the the words are already on the board so uh, to match the letters. That's just sad. It makes me sad. The one I play. Uh, I'm I'm John Barleycorn, and I am Fred. And uh, we're actually taking a few weeks off mid-season. Who knew this podcasting stuff was so difficult? <laughs> we will be returning with new episodes on September 8th. Uh, but in the interim, we did want to take some time to uh, do an extra big shout out to our friend Clay, author of the Sarcastic Big Book. Um, he's got a podcast that we both really dig. It's called Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. And um, this week on our feed, we're featuring an episode that he recently posted that uh, I really, really liked. It talks about sponsorship and taking people through the steps and most importantly, finding people um, to take through the steps. I haven't actually heard it. <laughs> Full disclosure. But I'm going to listen to it as soon as we're done recording this next episode that we're about to record. And I have no doubt that it's going to be fantastic a resounding endorsement <laughs> all I right really like that dude all right enjoy guys we'll see you in a few weeks recovery radio kmp3 thousand that that can leave that experience it's not a permanent state automatically you appreciate it more 
And that has been my experience. I told you, when I was a year sober, the desire to drink returned with a vengeance. Did not go away for a long time. And it was torture. It was hell on earth. So I, I don't... I understand the nature of it. If I'm blocked from a higher power, the insanity of alcohol can return and I can decide to drink again. And that is never lost on me. So I have to lead with that again every day. I just, that's the first thing I think. So incredible. It's more than just not having the desire to drink. It's, it's the experience described on pages 84 to 85 in the book Alcoholics Anonymous where you actually have an ongoing inner sensation that the problem is not in town. And um, gosh, I just can't just can't talk about it enough. I can't tell you how many hundreds of conversations I've had with people new in sobriety who just tell me that they're having the same experience and they've, they're not they haven't done any steps, they haven't done an inventory, they haven't read it to anyone they haven't made any amends, they haven't started working with anybody and they're saying, I, me too, me too, it's the same thing it's, and, and, and then they go on to describe that an experience that's not described on page 84 and 85, which is like they, you know, they swear off, I'm done, they're cocky, I'm never going to drink again, I know, I understand that, and that's not the experience that's described. It's not feeling sure about the state of this tomorrow. Whether or not I experience this tomorrow will be contingent on what I do for my own spiritual condition so I just can't talk about it enough it's it's the reason why I have the rest of my life it's the reason why I have a a home and a happy existence it's the reason it's the reason why I could pursue every dream I've ever had and have had and have. It's the reason why I'm happily married. It's the reason why I have incredible friends in my life who live in the solution and are honest and practicing all this stuff and elevate my whole existence. It's the reason why I have a sense of purpose when I open my eyes not dread. I used to have a sense of dread when I opened my eyes. Every day, for years. Years, 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 years. And none of this is coming from a looking down on anyone who's not having this experience. It's quite the opposite. It's just that, you know, when you have this experience, you want to help. When you've not had this experience and now you're having it, you just want to do whatever you can to help other people have that experience, which is accessible to, in my belief, anyone. So, 
Yeah, I absolutely love. I love. Life. Love it. Love it. It's fascinating. Man. Been continuing to go through the work with people from all over the world on Zoom. Had the opportunity last night to talk to some people in another country about starting steps. They've been around for a while and they're stagnant or frozen or whatever you want to call it. Procrastinating, confused, stuck, lost. I don't know. Not doing anything, not having a good time, not having a good experience, but sober for a while. And, and uh, it was very cool. And it brings me to today's topic, which I'm just going to talk about my experience with sponsorship and how I find sponsees and how that happens. Different for everyone. I'll just talk about my experience with it. My experience with it is very, very simple. And it has worked for me for throughout my whole sobriety and still works today. It's so simple. My experience with finding people to help take through the steps is as simple as this. I keep my own house in order. I concentrate on my own spiritual demonstration and I ask my higher power what I can do each day for the man who's still sick. And that's it. And lo and behold, God brings people into my path, brings it to me, keeps me busy. I am regularly, pretty constantly in a state of taking people through the 12 steps. If my own house is in order, people will show up, appear, be there, ask. And that's it. I learned that from my sponsor. My sponsor told me that that is up to God. God will show you. He said, we read it in a vision for you. Ask him in a morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who's still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. 
but obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. So see to it that your relationship with him is right, and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. In the chapter Working With Others, they talk about seeking people out and going after people and looking for people. And I guess mentally, I'm always doing that. But I'm not, like, I'm always on the lookout. I'm, I'm always looking. But the nature of things today, you don't have to go to hospitals and bars and doctors and so on and so forth. There's so many opportunities. There's so many people who need help who are just in Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. Everywhere. Everywhere. So, you know. That's not how everybody does it. But that is what has worked for me. It's worked so well that, and I've come to trust that so much that I remember years ago, um, I just moved uh, back to California. And I knew that as soon as I asked that question to my higher power that I would I was gonna it was gonna it's gonna happen and so I deliberately and I didn't want to I was too into self when I moved back here I was going through a lot and uh, and uh, it took me a couple weeks to get my mental shit together and do an inventory and read to somebody and be of service. I was I was uh, going through a lot of pain and trauma, frankly, and I didn't want, I didn't want to help anyone. <laughs> and so um so I was afraid to ask God what I could do for the man who's still sick because I know he if my house is in order that question always gets answered quickly and uh, so I didn't for a week or two didn't didn't do it and then I did an inventory because I needed to do a written inventory it had been a little while and I needed to unblock myself because as I've shared before when I'm not willing to be of service I'm blocked from my higher power and that is not okay that period that I'm talking about was one of the longest times I deliberately allowed myself almost to just stay blocked. I was just, you know, I had my reasoning at the time, but it's, you know, even as it was happening, I knew that was the end was near and that was not acceptable and wasn't going to stay there. I had to uh, feel some things. But lo and behold, did an inventory, read it to somebody, asked God what I could do for the person who's still sick, and boom, answers came. And I was very quickly taking a lot of people through the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, pretty close to constantly. And it was, it's like God was booking it in an incredible fashion. I just could never fathom. People ask me, how do you, you know, 
sometimes I'm working with quite a bit of people and people are like, how do you, how does that not overwhelm you or how does that not bog you down or tire you out or, and, well, first of all, the power doesn't come from me. I'm not burning up energy. It's not coming from me, the whole experience. It's not tiring because it's not self-will. It's not self-propulsion. Self-propulsion is exhausting. If I'm trying to arrange everything and I'm, it's all coming from self, I'm exhausted. But this state is a different thing where it's, 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 it's uplifting and elevating and empowering and strengthening and it feels amazing. And, and so God would schedule this stuff. It was just wild how it happened. I mean, it was just down. It was just wild stuff I could never plan. For example, I remember things like what I'm about to describe happening so many times where it was like, okay, I, I'm free at 10 o'clock and then somebody would text me, can you, can we get together and read from the book? I, I have, I'm available from 10.15 only to 11.15 and that's it. Can, can we do that? And I'm like... Yeah, and then I'm, I commit to that, and two minutes later, I can, can somebody, you know, somebody writes, "I'm gonna, I'm in town. Can, I, I only have from 11:30 to one, though. Will that work? You know, and that kind of thing. Just sometimes it was just down to the minute. My days would be filled, and God was just planning it out. And I've noticed that, you know, I see people struggle with with trying to arrange all this and um, being exhausted by it and you know being drained by it and on a hunt and being overwhelmed and that just hasn't been my experience my experience is when it doesn't come from self propulsion it's it's um, God's got it I mean it's just he's God knows what's going on. And when I'm out of self to some degree, where I'm unblocked to some degree where I could be helpful to other people, he sets it up. He takes care of it in my life. Always been that way. The latest example is the pandemic. You know, when all this happened, I was just as inconvenienced as many people. My, my, my own personal plans were just as thrown off as that of many people. And, um, but I looked at it immediately as an opportunity to demonstrate God's omnipotence. That's my job now. How can I, you know, how can I, what can I do? How can I turn this into an, an amazing experience that demonstrates God's power? What am I going to do with this time, and this opportunity? In other words, I just try to stay out of self about all of it and not complain and mope and and uh, I have to break in and say. I thank God for my health throughout this and the health of my friends. I've had some friends who have 
gotten sick and recovered, and I'm grateful for all that, and this isn't to be flippant about the seriousness with which anyone might be going through any other stuff. I'm sensitive to that, and I'm aware of that. But my circumstance has been, I've been gratefully able to stay healthy up to this point, and and uh, people who I know who've gotten sick have gotten well again, gratefully, and and so um, I've been able to put all that, you know, over to the side, as it were, and just concentrate on, you know, keeping my own house in order, growing spiritually as best I can, learning, and turning my attention to people I can help. And God has taken care of it. I mean, I have been just as busy now taking people through the work as ever. And in an exciting fashion, too, you know, on, on Zoom. I mean, it's just from people all over the world. It's just incredible what has been happening. And it's just the point I'm trying to make is it's not my experience with finding sponsees it has nothing to do with geographics and has nothing to do with outside circumstances. It has nothing to do really with the material world. God's much greater than that, my experience and belief. So if you want to find people to help, in my experience, Make sure your house is in order and just ask and the answers will come and the opportunities will present themselves as much as you're open to them. I was just uh, a couple days ago speaking on a panel in a rehab in some other part of the country and one of the people there, one of the residents of the rehab said, you know, I don't can't go to meetings though so I can't really get into you know I'm I'm I'm, I'm a, a slave to the circumstances of the world right now my hands are tied and that's what I'm trying to say is I don't believe that's true I don't believe that at all AA meetings are exactly the same to me in principle as they were five months ago, six months ago. They're about going and listening, being present for other people and and uh, practicing patience, tolerance, kindliness, listening for voice of God as I understand God and looking for opportunities to be helpful that's that's that hasn't changed A meetings are still about that for me and um, that's why I go so in a nutshell there it is. 
how do I find people to work with? I concentrate on my own spiritual demonstration and ask my higher power what I can do for the person who's still sick. And the answers come. Boy, do they ever. And as always, I will say it to anyone who needs to hear it. Everything is okay. Anyways, that's it. I don't know what else to say. I've still got my coffee here. I've still got my morning coffee and it's still kind of hot. I didn't even really drink it during the show. Do you know why? I'll tell you why. Because I'm an alcoholic and I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm being avoidant. And that's just a huge part of being an alcoholic. It's just, you just avoid shit. I just don't want to look at it, man. I just don't want to look at it. I'm in denial. Hey man, denial's not just a river in Egypt. Just kidding. About all that. I don't have to say that. You know. You know by now I'm just fucking around here at the end. Anyways. You know what? You didn't find this podcast by Googling comedy. So just get over yourself. Alright. Enough. I am going to go try to live a life that was worth saving. I hope you will do the same.